business is booming. From the small mom and pops to the big industries, our local businesses drive our economy and provide the products, services, and jobs we depend on. Our host, Jennifer McCurdy, brings us these stories as she visits with the business owners and leaders of Fort Payne and DeKalb County, Alabama. And now, here's Jennifer. Hey guys, welcome to Business is Booming. We have Kayla Magby with us today. She is the mental health coordinator at Fort Payne City Schools, but I think we might start calling it the wellness director at Fort Payne City Schools. So excited to have Kayla with us today, and I think you will be too. Kayla, thank you so much for joining us. Awesome. Thank you for having me. I'm yeah. super excited. Kayla is the mental health coordinator for the Fort Payne City School Systems and has been there for five years now. Five years. So five tell years. us a little bit about, first of all, what made you decide to go into mental health, the mental health field, I should say. And then you were a huge advocate for even bringing mental health services into the school systems. I'd love to hear more about that. Okay. Well, how I got into mental health is really by accident and um, an honest just mistake. So I went to University of Alabama for, you know, college, all that good stuff. And I went thinking I was going to be a nurse. And I remember taking probably one of the hardest college courses I've ever had. It was like organic chemistry or something like that. And just probably like two days in, I was like, I got to get out of this because this I'm going to fill this course. This is not for me. And so I went to my advisor, as they tell you to do, and they were like, okay, well, what do you like to do? And we're going to take a test and all this stuff. And so I took this test, and one of my biggest, I guess, qualities or traits was I like to help people. And she gave me a list of things that that could be. And so um, the the top uh, kind of field to go in from the test was social work. Ne- didn't know anything about it, had not been introduced to it. That was the first time. And so she was like, just take a 100 level course. And if you don't like it, we'll just use it as a credit or like an elective. So I took it and immediately it was like a missing puzzle piece mm-hmm. um, that I put together early on in my college years and so I was very thankful for that mistake that led to what I truly believe is um, a calling of mine now yes yeah. I, mean, I would say yeah. lots of people agree, would agree with that <laughs> well, good I mean they say you know if you do what you love you never have to work a day so I, I feel like I work very hard but I also love what I do yes make, so. that's a big difference then yeah, yeah. So, so there's different way avenues in social work. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so kind of how I landed in Fort Payne, which I'm from Fort Payne, you know, Fort Payne High School, that's my alma mater. And it was back when I was working with CED, I started the... Now, for those who don't know, uh, CED is... Is our Cher- Cherokee Edward DeKalb Mental Health Center here locally. Okay. And so I was um, the therapist there. And so we started a pilot program with the school system a lot of people don't know that that I was in the school system before I was in the school system right and so I did the um the child and adolescent therapy in in school then this was several years ago before it was even thought of to do this and I knew that I loved coming back to the school and I knew that I love working with with children but that wasn't at the time it was nothing that was available or that people had thought of and so fast forward to Mr. Cunningham at the superintendent at the time um, wanted to provide a service in school um, where he didn't have to go outside of the school system to get services for students because times 
you know, have changed a lot since I've been in the game, mm-hmm. but they've changed a lot since I've been a child or been in the school system. So long story short, Mr. Cunningham uh, basically was like, hey, if there were ever an opportunity for you to come back, would you? And I did not hesitate. And then that's kind of how it all got rolling it was Mr. Cunningham and the school uh, school board at the time having a vision to be able to serve the students in school and to help them in school and not have to go outside and basically be more like of a hub of all things for well, students. I would think a lot of students may not have the capability to see counselors outside of the school system. I mean, their only exposure or opportunity to speak to someone yeah, in a counselor position would be within the school system. I, I would say so in 100%. And really, I think just in general, when you think about counseling, I do, I think that that is a luxury to have. And we're very fortunate that it, it has developed into what it is now. And so when I first started, it would, had never been done. And Mr. Cunningham and the, and the school board uh, put a lot of faith and a lot of trust in me um, and um, allowed me to come in and kind of make it my own. And so I remember the first year I was like, what am I supposed to do? Is Fort Payne is a, is a large school system, you know. How many um, students do you? I, I know at high school, at least a thousand, you know, we're looking at a thousand kids just in, in, on one campus. Um, middle school, probably six, seven hundred kids. Uh, so we're a very large school system. Um, and so when I first came in for that one year, I really had no clue kind of what it was going to be like. Um, but with the support and the guidance, it was it was easy. Again, a missing puzzle piece. It just yeah. fit. Everything was super, almost like oddly easy of how it all kind of came to be. Um, and I think now looking back, it, it, again, it was just what I was supposed to do. It was just a part of um, hopefully my, my calling, you know. Yeah. Uh, but from there, I think after other school systems kind of got wind of, hey, this superintendent has a social worker. I want one. And so uh, I'll never forget the the time, uh, Mr. Cunningham, he asked me, this was probably a year in, maybe maybe the second year. He, sa- he asked, hey, I'm going to go to Montgomery. Would you like to go? There's going to be a small group. I just want you to kind of go over how we do things here, and they may have ask you some questions. You know, your superintendent asked you to go. You're going to go. So I was like, right. okay, no problem. So I go. And we get there and we meet with, you know, Senator, uh, not Senator, Representative Ledbetter. And he said, well, by the way, uh, I've told, you know, some of the other colleagues that you're coming. So it's going to be a little bit larger group. And so I remember Mr. Cunningham, he's like, are you okay with that? And for whatever reason, I thank God for it, but I'm okay with with speaking to to crowds. And it, it doesn't matter to me if I have to speak to kindergarten kids, if I have to speak to um, you know, representatives rep- yes. <laughs> of, of, you know, so it, it, it's the same thing. Again, if it's something that you enjoy and something that you have a passion for, it doesn't matter with the audience. It's still going to be the same type of delivery. And so um, I remember we went into the room and there were several, um, you know, state representatives and de- people from the uh, mental health department, people from the police department, all over uh I wouldn't say to hear me talk, but I was able to speak uh, in in front of some pretty important people. Yes. And so and that kind of led to what we have now, which is mental health coordinators throughout the entire um, 
state. So now we went from just having a social worker to and that and having a social worker in the school system before, you know, the state was involved was solely just up to that school. Like if that school wanted to use the funding for that, then they could. And that's what Mr. Cunningham did. He took he took a, a chance and he, he saw a need and he fulfilled that need. And so now there's money from the state so that every school system can have a mental health coordinator or someone in that in that field in their school system because it's a need. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so just to emphasize the importance of Fort Payne yeah, started sure. this. I mean, Mr. Cunningham saw mm-hmm. this need mm-hmm. and you and Mr. Cunningham made such a difference in the system just by starting this being an advocate for all over Alabama. Yeah. I think, yeah, and you know, I, I don't I can't take credit for it. I think everything aligned how it how it was supposed to do, like how it was supposed to, to lay out. But yeah, it, it took somebody and that somebody being Mr. Cunningham, um, having faith in somebody and that somebody being me. Yes. Uh, and and again, if you're passionate about something and you feel like you can be um, like a positive resource or uh, um, like a positive, you know, person to, to help a situation, then try. Yes. And that's basically what it was. He gave me the ability to do something that I love and he, and he gave me the support to try and it blossomed into this. And so here we are five years in and I can only see it uh, growing from here because it has. And then let me, mm-hmm. let me make this plug real quick. So I went from just one and now I have a fantastic coworker. Her name is Erin Cagle. I could not do my job without her. And so five years ago, it was just me. I never thought that I would have a person, a partner. And she's been with us now, with employed with the school system. I think this is her third year. Um, right. Yeah, it'll be her upcoming third year. And so, you know, where there's one that you can do something, but now you have two. So, and, and we're a good fit. She is a huge asset to our school system. And so I can only see us going up from here. Well, we've had a silent co-host this entire time <laughs> that I have failed yeah. to introduce you to, have to. to our podcasters. Stephen Smith is yeah. with me today, and I think many of you have probably heard our, um, and if you haven't, you need to. They're pretty engaging and entertaining. Um, Stephen Smith and I do a small business success series podcast, but as we were preparing for our podcast, Kayla and I, we were just sitting around talking to Stephen yeah. and we we thought he has to be a part of this. Yeah. He was having some asking some great questions and making some great points. So, Stephen, thank you for being with us today. Absolutely. Thanks for inviting me to crash your party. Today. Yes, I'm glad you're here. Yeah, one of the things I was thinking about, uh, Kayla, as you were talking earlier about entering into the mental health field mm-hmm. a few years ago, that the mental health scene, I guess you, you would say, or the 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 uh, mentality, the, the the approach that people take, I think now toward mental health, I've seen a shift in the small business arena mm-hmm. in terms of people's willingness mm-hmm. to be more open in talking about their mental health, that it seems like in the last few years, you know, since the pandemic mm-hmm. in particular, that there's uh, there's not as much stigma attached to talking about mental health. Sure. And, and I'm wondering what, what you're seeing in it. it, it does that align with what you're seeing in your work in the school system. A hundred percent. And like Jennifer said earlier, you you were just dropping some knowledge bombs earlier. I was like, we got to get this uh, recorded because 
just that fact that you brought, you know, that question up, it makes me think of just as a child, and I said this earlier, the word mental health never came across any conversation that that I would have. And now we talk about mental health to kindergarten students. And so I think that's where the the culture of it, and I think that's where the idea of it has changed, um, is that you start with a generation. And so that kindergarten student will then be in, in uh, intermediate school and then middle school and high school. Then they'll be adults. And so hopefully then they will then have those conversations with their children. And so that's where it changes. Uh, that's where I see the change. Because you think about our parents, our grandparents, they were rough and tough. They had to go live through a lot of things. There wasn't time to be sitting around talking about your feelings and what you got <laughs> going on. Let's go. We got to go to work. We got to provide. We got to do. And so that's that was that generation. And that was they needed that. You you almost you adapt to what you need. And so they didn't have the time to, to sit around and, you know, spend money on. Even if they needed, needed to. Even if they <laughs> needed it, they act like they didn't need it. That's you know, true. you got to buckle up and do what needs to be done. And so I think that I, I love that aspect of it because that is mental health. I don't think they realize, but that right. is mental health is resilience, you know, and, and getting the right tools to have that resilience. And so I think that, no, they may not have it went to, you know, seek the help that they may have needed back then. But really, in all, in all honesty, they were doing the work to still maintain. Um, so I think it, it, it's kind of twofold now that I, I see there's mental health. Even if you think now there's commercials all the time about mental health, there's better help. I have kid. I have a, a, a kid in, uh, in elementary school who knew, knew what that was. And I'm like, how do you even know that was a commercial? Yeah. I see it on TikTok or wherever. I've never seen commercials like that when I was a child. We have now more than ever um, private practices in our area, in Fort Payne, Alabama. We have multiple uh, counseling services in Fort Payne, Alabama. Never in my day did we have, I, that I knew of. Maybe one at the time, I, but now there's one on almost every other corner. You know, like we we go out into the community, Aaron and I, and try to visit with with some, and it's it's amazing to see that even little old Fort Payne, you know, we we're a great city. We we still have have our own problems as well. We're and not em- immune. And employers are putting more emphasis on you mental health because, I mean, it's good for their employees' well being, and it obviously helps them perform better at work. Their yeah. attendance is better. Job project productivity, like it's it it all plays into. Um, your mental health and we say mental health it's really just health it's overall health it's just it's overall health and we think about that you got a headache you're going to take something for your headache Um, if you can't you can't uh, go to work because you're sick whatever that sick may be just like you said your employer wants you to get well so you can come back and fulfill your job yes the same type of mindset but I think kids students um, are exposed to it at a lot earlier age which comes with pros and cons so are they coming how does how does it work in the school system do teachers refer the students to you or or other students coming to you and saying i'm concerned about this student how does that work i love that okay so it can work in multiple ways the kind of cookie cutter textbook way will come from a teacher because our teachers are are you know heroes (laughs) unsung heroes of the whole school system uh, our teachers do a fantastic job not only to teach, educate our children, but to care for them. 
And I, I think we kind of like shout out to the teachers because I couldn't do what they do. And they tell me all the time, I just know I could do what you do. I'm like, I, I could not do what you do. For number one, how do you go all day without going to the restroom? Let's start there. <laughs> Let's start there. Like, you know, like we think about things. I'm like, how do you go all day and you eat lunch for 20 minutes? But while you're eating, you got to watch 25 mm. other kids. It's it is. Um, so what you're cool. saying is the next step is teacher help. Yes. hundred <laughs> percent. Uh, it's a, a designated space for the teachers to come seek their mental health here. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Because we cannot help others unless we take care of ourselves. Yes. Um, but it will come from a teacher referral. Uh, the teacher will fill out a form online, put in there. We have a little questionnaire that they fill out. And then Aaron and I get that referral. And we 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 basically kind of triage that. We look at it as like a hub. And so I'll look at that student and I'll say what the concerns are. And it could be something that I could address or Aaron could address. Or it could be something that our outside partners can address. So we do have two outside partner agencies, which is CAC, the Children's Advocacy Center. Shout out to Miranda. Nice. Uh, and then we have CED, which is Cherokee Etowah Cab Mental Health uh sender here and that's a shout out to Kirby um, and so those two ladies do a fantastic job with our students and we have partnerships with them where they can come into the school system and provide service in school so I might so ask me those why the more extreme cases I they mean, can how? be the more extreme cases okay the more the cases that may need additional support that uh, ongoing something, it's not yes. just though you know a couple times or something yes it could be more like they may need a little extensive uh service okay um so Ask me, ask me why that's good that they that they come into the school system. Well, I I want to know that, and I also want to know how receptive the parents are that's when their good, child is when you're recommending that their child needs more ongoing therapy. Well, I, it, so, I've gotten some good, some fantastic feedback from parents, and it's also I've, it's been hard for parents to hear that. You know, I've been I've gotten some really good, like oh my gosh, thank you so much. You know, this is great, but then I've also got some parents crying they had no clue mm -hmm. i try to tell parents that it's not you as a parent it's hard to know every aspect of your child's life um i don't care how much you are hovering or think you're involved it's hard to know all the things and so it doesn't mean that you failed your child it just means that they felt comfortable telling somebody or they felt comfortable asking or somebody else may have noticed something that you didn't notice be thankful Yes. You know, just be thankful. Love your it. attitude. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that's, that's kind of my, my thing on it. But so why um, is it important for the, uh, for Kirby and Miranda to come into the schools? It's important because of attendance. And uh, I think a lot of people forget, hey, attendance matters. We, we're doing a attendance campaign. I think Miss Wheat, Sally Wheat, shout out to her. She will probably appreciate that because she is, you know, all about getting her kids to school. She's the principal of Wills Valley, and they just held a um, attendance pep rally for the first time. Try to make kids excited about coming to school. And then also um, Aaron and I did what we call a community connections day where we went out into the community to talk to different agencies and doctor's offices about attendance and that, hey, if a kid checks out, yes, they have a doctor's note, but they're still so missing that education. And so you're going to run into one or two things. You're going to run into are they going to be behind? Now they got to play catch up. Yes, that day is excused. But if you have 10 doctor's notes, you could still be considered chronic absentee, you know. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people don't realize that. And that's a big push that we're trying to, again, make others aware that if you 
school school is changing. Um, yes, it's about academics, but it's also about the whole child. And the whole child comes with whatever they may come with in, into the door. And you have to educate that child, but you have to make sure that child is okay and that that child is going to be a productive citizen when they leave your school. Yes. Mm-hmm. I just listened to a podcast this morning, and it, it was in reference to a failing school system. Mm-hmm. But the, the children didn't feel loved either. Yeah. There was nobody telling them, I love you, I care for you, you're important. Yeah. So at the end of the day, the, the principal would say, I love you, you're important, over the intercom, yeah. I love you, you're important, you know, go do great things in this world. And just by doing that small thing every day, the um, graduation rate improved. Mm-hmm. Everything changed in that school just from that. I mean, mm-hmm. that was the catalyst, I guess, that made it also. I'm sure it made the other teachers recognize the oh, importance yeah. of that. And they probably started saying it. Oh, it's yeah. just giving people hope is so important. Absolutely. The announcements, I, I t- Miss List, she's the... Uh, principal at um, Little Ridge Intermediate School. And if you ever want to hear like an uplifting announcement, morning announcement, I when I'm there, because we have a schedule, Aaron and I, but I'm there on Tuesdays. And when I tell you after we all do a moment of silence, we all do our pledge. But then after she does her morning announcements and I when she finishes that with that morning announcement, I'm ready to go. I am pumped. I'm happy. I know what we're having for lunch. I know what, what you know, like what all that. She's so excited to be there and you could just hear it and you could feel it. The kids are listening. The teachers are listening. Everybody's ready to go. We're here to learn. And she does a fantastic job of her morning announcements. It's hard to have a bad day when the person telling you to have a great day is in such a good mood. When the person who's leading you. <laughs> yes. Because she's, she's leading. She's driving the ship. And it is. You're 100% right. It's hard to, to have a bad day when, hey, your leader, and that goes for students, teachers, everybody, is pumped and ready to go no matter what. So you're going to have a good day. You ain't got no choice over there. <laughs> you have a choice. You're going to have a good day. Right. And, you know, I just, I'll never forget that one announcement she made. And she, they were talking about the lunch food and the, like a, a bus, uh, a shipment was late or something of the food. And she basically was like, this is what we're having for lunch. You're going to, you will get what you get. You're not going to pitch a fit. Be thankful we got food. And I was like, she's 100% right. And every kid in there was happy. Like they didn't <laughs> care if they got cheese sticks or fish sticks. They were just like, we're eating food like right. it's okay we're blessed we've got some food a hundred percent so that's the type of mindset that that i think just educators have to have mm-hmm. <laughs> like you gotta work with what you got so what's your favorite part of your job um wow that is hard i my favorite part probably two things i truly truly enjoy working with my coworkers. Um, it's a great group of individuals that work at Fort Payne City Schools. They're fantastic people. Some of my closest friends, some of my my own, uh, you know, counselors. Like mm-hmm. they, I sit and talk to them. They, you know, tell me, help me with things, and that's what you gotta you gotta feel support. Like I want to be a supportive person to people, but I want to feel supported as well. And I, I feel Absolutely. that with with a lot of my coworkers. And so that I would have to say that that the atmosphere. And who I work with, I enjoy going to work so with them. Important, yeah. Absolutely. Second is going to be the kids, of course. Of course, it's going to be them because they're characters. Let me tell you right now, those kids are characters, and they some of the things that they say, I'm like, who? What are you talking about? They're they're hilarious. Um, 
and then they're they they're loving and then some of them are sad and some of them got some sad stories but it's it's but to know that they've got somebody that loves them i hope so i hope so and that's what i that's the goal and aaron and i talk about that all the time is that kind of like our motto because we're a team of two we we want all of our students at fort Payne city school to be happy healthy and safe yeah that's what we want for them now so speaking we i don't think i ever got an answer on this i'm not sure students do they ever come to you and say i'm worried about this student students care about their friends Mm-hmm. they're not going to snitch on anybody, but if something's wrong, they're going to be the first ones to come up and they're going to come and tell us, Hey, my friend Susie, she's sad about whatever. She could be sad about a boyfriend, could be sad about her haircut. She's go- they're going to come and tell because they know that that's probably the right thing to do. Um, so we do get a lot of student referrals. We get a lot of uh, students making referrals for themselves. That happens too. Um, and parents have questions about that. And I'll, I'll clear that up. At 14 years of age, a student can get their own service. So they could come and say, hey, I would like to get some services in school. Now, we're always going to include the parent and give them a courtesy call, but we'll do what that student would like for us to do if they need services, if they're 14 and older. So at that age, are you obligated to tell the parent, the student, you're seeing that student, or can the student just see you and they don't know? It just depends on the circumstance. Most of the time, the child doesn't care. They're like, I don't care. I'm fine with it. Okay. But if there's some issues or concerns, they're like, hey, I don't want my my mom or my, my, my father or whomever to know, then no, we don't. We're, we're obligated to that child, unless it's a safety issue. But we always make sure we tell that child, like, hey, if there's a safety issue, I have to tell your parent guardian. Yes, like Because that, that's just the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. But legally, we have to do that. Well, good. Yeah. And I'm glad that students feel comfortable mm-hmm. to come to the teachers and to you and talk about things mm-hmm. and even support their fellow s- students versus mm-hmm. bullying them, which, yeah. you know, and I guess we could say back in our day. Yeah, yeah. Um, back in the good old days, <laughs> which really weren't the good old days, actually. Um there wasn't any any of those services, as oh, we yeah, talked about no. earlier. And so I think that a lot of people were actually bullied if they had problems or maybe they needed counseling and should have received that. Instead, they were just made fun of, which yeah. is so sad. It's, it, it, it's hard to see that, you know, and think, well, what, what could have been if we had this back in the day? Where could we have been? And I think it, it's the right time for it. Yes. I, I think that on the flip side of that, I, I think it made a lot of us stronger um, and more resilient. Um, so there's there's pros and cons to it. But we also didn't have social media. I was just about to get to that. And I the, was like, the games that we talked about, the gaming. Just, like, it's a different day and age. You know, back in our day, we went outside you, and played. Was, you're outside, <laughs> you're riding bikes, you're doing things. So you don't have time to get caught up in all this on social media. So there's a lot more... Uh, Kids are just growing up a lot faster. There's a lot of kids. They're seeing a lot, hearing a lot more earlier. Yes. Way earlier. Like there's kids who would see and do or say things that I didn't know anything about until I was in college, you know, at at an early age. And it, we, we had a training yesterday during that virtual day. And one of the coaches has said that I think he had read an article somewhere that they had looked at the updated uh, numbers of, students in mental health and like students who have diagnoses and things of that nature. And they had tagged it to the production of the iPhone. I that believe the that. numbers tripled with the, the release of the iPhone, like no shade to the iPhone. Cause I love my iPhone, 
Like I, I'm an iPhone right. girl. But like if you go back and you look at it, it'll it'll blow your socks off. Well, the social media expectations they're they're placed on students or children that they feel like are placed on them. It's just. And it's hard. But also, too, though, it's different because if you were going to bully somebody back in the day, you had to do it to them to, to their face. Right. Words hurt worse than... Now, yes. you could put something on Snapchat and be the biggest bully on you know online, but at school, you wouldn't say two words to that person. So it gives... And that goes for kids and adults. You see people, even adults on Those social media. Facebook vigilantes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, how? when did people get so bold? And really, in reality, they're not. They're, they're behind, not. Yes. It's the complete opposite. Like, man, they're really bold. I'm like, no, they're not. That that's a cop out. That is because you're being bold. Back in the day, there was a lot more face to face, you know, conflict versus online conflict and in the comments. And I mean, I'll be the first one to be looking through the comments, but I'm not about to be on there going back and right. forth with nobody. Same. Same. You know, that's. And I just sit there. I'm like, wow, what in the world? You know. Have have different things come to like interaction mm-hmm. and and not it, the same interactions not the same. aren't the same. No, not at all. We're rambling, Stephen. Have you got anything you want to ask? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kayla, I'd like, uh, Kayla, I'd love to bring you back to something you said earlier. Get to expound on a little bit. Okay. Some of the things you've said could almost be, and someone will look at this and listen to this conversation and say, "Oh, all this mental health stuff's just making kids soft." Oh yeah. These days, we were tough. We were resilient back in the day, and it did snow. And we walked uphill yeah. both, oh, yeah. both ways to school. And um, You're older than me, Stephen. <laughs> Not by much, but you are. But it's important, I think, to note, and you touched on this, is that mental health is just one aspect of health. Yes. And that, um, and that when we struggle with mental health, it manifests itself mm-hmm. through our physical health. A hundred percent. That impacts school attendance. That impacts job performance that impacts you know how we run of course I, I, and i relate this back to small business mm-hmm. you know the the person that's not only trying to run a small business and maintain their family but also care for their employees um talk about how how that that relates to all these other things that it that mental health doesn't exist in a vacuum no i i totally i think it all connects Everything that you just said it is full circle and it connects. And even when we think about like the chamber, because um, I'm fortunate to be a, a member, a board member of the chamber. And we always talk about like how can we get, uh, you know, young adults to stay in Fort Payne and how can we get businesses to develop here in Fort Payne and all of that. It starts with the people. You know, you have to have sound mind and body people to to be employed by by small businesses or to want to start a family here, want to build a house here, want to bring a company here. And so I think it's all really connected as far as just overall health and the resilience of it. I I love the fact that my grandmother was very resilient. I love that fact because thank goodness she was, you know, she would not have made it in, the, in her time. And so Thank goodness she had that same resilience to teach to my mom. And so she taught her a little bit. And then my mom taught me a little bit. And hopefully I'll teach my kids a little bit, you know, and that's what you want. I I think we needed that because, like I said earlier, you know, I think previous generations had mental health issues, had mental health concerns. Mm -hmm. They were just tougher to handle it, you know. Well, I think they had to be. Well, they did. But I think when you say tougher to handle it, I don't think that. I think it was more of about a mindset. Yeah. Of, 
not just not that if you are, are experiencing that, that now you're not tough well, it wasn't talked about either yeah. like, they didn't really now we are talking about mm-hmm. it but back in the day mm-hmm. even our day their day especially yeah it just wasn't at all even considered i don't no. think i don't mm-hmm. think it was even brought to the table to talk about it all yeah so it wasn't an option for them honestly. yeah there was a stigma attached to it, it de- yeah yeah, yeah. and even for those who knew no. in their heart they needed to seek yeah. some help they were afraid to mm-hmm. because of the stigma what are my what will my family think about what me my family think? they'll think i'm weak what will my employer think yeah you and know. if they did need to seek help where where would they go we just right. didn't have the resources we didn't yes. we yeah. absolutely didn't yeah. and thank goodness we do now i mean yeah. um even without social media i think it's i it wasn't i, I don't think people would be talking about mental health as mm-hmm. much without that or maybe not even feel the need for it but even without so, social media there's an absolute need for it. I oh mean, yeah, for sure, one hundred percent. People sure. that don't even. Well, I think the overall something. goal, just in for me, or I feel like, would be just to be a well-rounded person, and that's just when you take the take the word mental health out, you just want to be healthy. Yeah, you just want to be healthy, and healthy is not just physical health. That's that's mental health. That's spiritual. That's all of the above. You just want to be healthy, and you know the stigma of mental health. That's it. It was a negative thing. Like you're broken. But you're not, and that'd be the same thing if I, you know, heaven forbid, I twisted my ankle, I'm going to go put a cast on or whatever. That's the same thing with mental health. If something's going on internally, you're going to go try to fix it, put it back together. It's the exact same thing. And when you when you look at mental health, I hope people look at it as just overall health. So maybe, Kayla... Your next step is to <laughs> rebrand mental health. I got a lot of next. <laughs> let's steps. call it. Let's call it something else. You need to come up it's with wellness. A, it is. It's wellness. It's just your. It's just your wellness. Overall wellness. Overall wellness. I have a lot of next steps. We 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 have a parent group um, coming up. Let me make this plug. Um, the twenty second of February at Williams Avenue. We're having a group there. Um, that's something too that we've never done. We've done. We're starting that this year. We have group that we offer for parents to come and talk to one another. They can talk freely about things that they have concerns with. They can ask Aaron and I. We have it after school from 4 to 5. This month, it'll be the 22nd at Williams Avenue in the conference room. And the the topic is effective parenting. Every month, we have a different topic. I mm-hmm. love that. Yeah, so, so that's something new. It, it, it was a need, so we, we were like, we're going to make it up. Let's do it. I love it. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... I mean, you and I could go on forever, but our podcasters are probably like, (laughs) you're just rambling. But (laughs) hey, it's good conversation. And again, I thank you for having me on here. Thank you so much for for your input and your questions. And anytime anybody asks me to talk about mental health or talk about what I do, I'm going to I'm going to do it. because Talk about wellness. Talk about wellness because I enjoy it. I want this to be a legacy of mine. Mm -hmm. I hope to um, put a. Uh, an indent or a print on Fort Payne with, um, you know, helping nurture, you know, well-rounded children. Yes. And I think you've already done that. I hope so. So you just keep going with it. Thank (laughs) you so so much, Kayla. It's been great. You've been listening to Business is Booming, a podcast brought to you by Fort Payne Chamber of Commerce. The host is Chamber Director Jennifer McCurdy, Executive Producer Stephen B. Smith. Our engineer is Lucas Smith of Lucky Sound Studios. Business is Booming is a production of Rare Life Media 